0: I'm Jade. And I'm Shauna. And this is Wellness Speaks, a podcast about functional medicine and healthy living.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Wellness Speaks, where today we are going to be talking about the flu. So, since this is something that your doctor can diagnose, we do want to make sure you know that this podcast is only intended for educational purposes and is not intended to diagnose, meet, mitigate, or treat any disease. So with flu season still going strong, and lots of questions coming in about what the best alternative flu remedies are, we thought we'd put together a mini-sode of our favorite cold and flu fighters. And I know everybody's going to be super, super surprised to learn that it's not the flu shot or Tamiflu... (laughs)
0: No, it's definitely not the flu shot, which has been shown to be 10 to 30% effective. Depending on the source you're hearing it from, most people are saying 10% effective. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want to point out that most placebos are found to be 30% effective. So it kind of makes you wonder. (laughs) Um, Also, Tamiflu has so many problems associated with it. And one super concerning one of mine is that it can and it does cause neuropsychiatric problems in children and young adults. So in the news just this week was a six-year-old girl who suffered hallucinations and tried to jump out of a window after taking Tamiflu. Um, and here's a documentary, a, a document directly from the FDA um, that is about the side effects of Tamiflu. And I just want to read a few of the adverse reactions that are listed, and this is um, based on the the neurological symptoms. So some of the adverse reactions are disturbances in consciousness, abnormal behavior, delirium, hallucination, delusion, and convulsions. Also, um, it has been shown to increase suicidal and self-injurious behavior. So that is pretty concerning for me as a parent. Um, That's terrifying. I want to be made, yeah, I want to be made known of these type of adverse effects. So additionally, I read another study recently that suggested Tamiflu could induce sudden deterioration, this is quoting from the study. Um, it could induce sudden deterioration leading to death, especially within 12 hours of prescription. These findings are consistent with sudden deaths observed in a series of animal s- toxicity studies, several reported case series, and the results of prospective cohort st- studies. So,
1: that's really I don't want to turn.
0: It is really scary. And I don't want to turn this into, like, a fear-mongering about Tamiflu, but there are safer alternatives. And I'm almost certain this information is not disclosed as they're passing this out at the doctor's offices um, during flu season. You know, they're they're busy. They probably just sure. – They may not even know these side effects because right. they're not talked about all over the place in the news and everything. So –
1: Right, and we're trained to just not question it if our doctor gives it to us. Right, we're like, well, a doctor is giving it to us, so it's safe because they're professionals and the stuff has been studied. And right, but right. Um, another 2009 review of Tamiflu um, actually showed that eight of the studies that were used in the original review that promoted Tamiflu's effectiveness, these eight studies were never even fully published. So if a study doesn't go to full publication, it's actually not supposed to be used. Um, But eight of the original review studies were never fully published and still used. So the, yeah, so it's kind of like, well, why? (laughs) Um, But the original review touting its effectiveness used these unpublished studies. So um, in this new review, these eight studies were dropped. And this new review, when those eight studies were dropped, actually ended up showing that Tamiflu does not prevent complications from the flu. So complications from the flu are things like pneumonia, right? Right. So the flu doesn't really kill people. People that die from the flu die from complications Complications. brought on by the flu. Right.
0: Right. So if the unpublished studies are included, which that's just kind of crazy, that means that systematic reviews are more likely to miss negative data, which means there's a risk of bias in favor of that intervention. Uh Um, So a few other statistics just to point out before we move on to our favorite um, remedies to use. A 2014 paper found that Tamiflu reduced symptoms in adults by about two-thirds of one day. So taking the symptoms of the flu from seven days to about 6.3 days. And it reduced symptoms in children by over one full day, but not in asthmatic children.
1: Oh, that's and, interesting.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. So and it, then, wasn't,
1: it wasn't as effective in asthmatic children? Right,
0: right. Hmm. Not in reducing the symptoms. Sure. Yeah. But Tamiflu has no effect on rates of admission to the hospital when used for treatment or for prevention, either one. So that's pretty crazy. Um, But again, you know, everyone should make their own choices, do their own research and talk to your own healthcare provider before making (laughs) your own decisions. (laughs) But we personally feel this information is not really talked about enough. And there are alternatives that are safer and even more effective. Um, and just to point out, we are not speaking of special cases. We are speaking like general population here. Um, and you want to first and foremost, try to be in optimal health, like healthy gut and adequate diet, adequate nutrients in your diet, things such as that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I have people ask me all the time just because they know. Like what I do for a living, um, what I keep in my quote unquote medicine cabinet, which is like a funny term for it, but because um, <laughs> there's no medicine in there in the way that we think about that conventionally. But so I made a post on my personal Facebook page where I like took out everything that was in my uh, medicine cabinet and I took a photo of what's in there. And so people started asking, like, well, what's that thing for? And what's that thing for? And I realized I, that I really needed to make it. A point that even the things that i have in there that are specifically for when illness does occur um they're very rarely used we keep you know my family we keep our immune systems in top working order by supplementing with vitamin d and c on the daily we take probiotics and omega-3s we take high quality multivitamins We eat about a 90% organic diet um, that is full of healthy fats and healthy proteins and lots of produce. Um, We only eat organic at home and we rarely eat out. So eating out is the only time when we're not eating organic. So lots and lots of produce. We eat very few grains, very little refined sugar. Um, And we also practice really good hand-washing skills. Like this is so important. Um, I think people forget, like just wash your hands. (laughs) Right. Yes.
0: (laughs) The simple things.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk
0: about some of our favorite remedies, um, that we keep on hand for possible infection or prevention. Like you said, prevention really starts with the daily dietary factors and the nutrients that you want to just keep in check always. But
1: exactly go ahead
0: go ahead and tell so, us one of your favorites
1: yeah so this is um it's hard to name just like one favorite but this is definitely you know top three so elderberry um which a lot of people are probably familiar with using uh, it's actually a member of the honeysuckle family which i did not know but uh so you can buy elderberry you can buy just the elderberries themselves and you can actually make your own elderberry syrup which i know a lot of people do But I am too busy for that, so I like to buy elderberry powder. It's just like elderberry extract that's freeze-dried and powdered. Um, And you can, I like this better than getting a syrup that has sugar or honey in it. Um, There's this one that I particularly like that's made by the Eclectic Institute, It also has like ginger and clove and some other immune boosting herbs and you basically mix it with water and drink it. So I like to mix it with hot water because it tastes like a ginger clove tea, but um, yeah, it's really tasty. Um, But I also mix it into applesauce for my kids, like cinnamon applesauce and it just turns it purple. And so they think it's fun. Um, (laughs) Little do they know (laughs) what I'm sneaking into their food. They're going to listen to these podcasts and be like, mom. <laughs> you snuck I know your so secret. many things into <laughs> our food, um, but the reason that I prefer this is because consuming sugar makes it really, really hard for your body to fight off any sort of infection, whether it be viral or bacterial or whatever. So I really dislike taking an elderberry syrup that's made with cane sugar. It's kind of like here, have this really great immune booster, but at the same time, here have some sugar to negate the effects. But um, right. so honey-based syrup is a little bit better because it's not quite the same as cane sugar, but But, you know, if you can avoid that glucose spike in general, especially when you're fighting a virus, I feel like that's a good idea. So um, uh, this is also a great immune booster because elderberry is really high in vitamin C. It provides 80% of your daily vitamin C recommendations. It has been shown to be antiviral, anti-inflammatory, to diminish swelling, specifically in your nasal cavities. So this helps to relieve congestion. It's really high... In antioxidants, so antioxidants um, are free radical scavengers, so that means they prevent oxidative stress. Anytime your body is <clears throat> going through fighting off a virus or an infection or anything like that, it's automatically going to have more amounts of oxidative stress than normal. So um, there are also studies that have proven that elderberry inhibits the H1N1, this is the human influenza virus, better than Tamiflu, but without the side effects. Um, We'll link that study in the show notes. And elderberry flavonoids bind to and prevent the H1N1 infection in vitro. So,
0: Yeah, we love elderberry in our house, and I make it quite frequently. It's really, really easy, and it's really cheap to make your own. And I have a super easy recipe on the Wellness Speaks website that I will also link in the show notes. Um, I typically get my elderberries from mountain rose herbs Mm -hmm. and you can buy them in bulk and um they're really not that expensive there and if you have all the other ingredients it's super cheap that way so all right so another one of my favorites is echinacea this is probably one of the most popular herbs used in america um and throughout history it's actually been used to treat scarlet fever and malaria, and even blood poisoning. Um, I believe it's best, in my opinion, as a tincture, but other forms such as capsules are beneficial as well. Um, And echinacea increases the number of white blood cells which fight infection. So a review of 14 clinical trials found that echinacea reduced the odds of developing a cold by 58%, and the duration of a cold by one to four days. So um, I just want to point out that quality of all the supplements that we discuss is of utmost importance as well. Um, Also, just taking at the first sign of a cold or flu increases response significantly on pretty much all of these that we discuss.
1: Especially this next one. So um, (laughs) let's see if I pronounce this correctly. So I call it oscalo. But it's Oscillococcinum. Is that correct? Yeah, I think. I think yeah. so. So I just call and it. I call oscalo. it too. Okay. <laughs> I think everybody does. It's way easier yeah. to say. So it um, This is a homeopathic, and you can actually buy oscalo at like Walgreens or CVS or whatever your corner drugstore is. <clears throat> so. I have had we had a shortage
0: not too long ago
1: because <laughs> everybody got rid of this and went out trying to get some in my town, which is yeah. Shauna was like, "If I need you to, can you mail me some Oscala? Because <laughs> we still had some here, so we buy it in like the, the thirty packs um, because we just like to have it on hand because this I feel like is one of those that you really have to take right at the first sign of symptoms. Yeah. If I let symptoms run for even a day, because I'm like. Whoa! Well, I don't know, am I getting sick? Am I not getting sick? Then I am getting sick, and then I start taking it. It does not really help, but I've had really, really good luck with it if I take it at the very first like onset. Um, and I have actually had some people be like, well homeopathy is no more effective than a placebo blah 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 and my response to that is even if that's true that means it's about 30 percent effective which is way more effective than the flu shot this year (laughs) (laughs) so I will take a placebo (laughs) if that's what it ended up being um I do believe that this is actually you know I do believe that homeopathy is actually an effective um way to remedy things um more much more than just the flu But, um, you know, even if it was just a placebo, I will take that over the flu shot any day. (laughs) But, you know, the placebo
0: effect is just such an interesting topic. And we need to try to have a show on that one day. And it would be fascinating to um, have Kelly Brogan on one day to discuss that because I've heard her talk about the placebo effect. And Uh it's really quite fascinating. Or the nocebo effect The nocebo
1: effect is really cool. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But anyways, go Um, ahead. (laughs) <laughs> so, most homeopathic doctors actually tend to, recommend, at least in my experience, recommend single remedies. So, Oscalo is actually a, a combo of several different homeopathic remedies. But um, just because I have always had such good luck with it, I keep it on hand. Um, another thing that I always have, always, 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 is um, Wish Garden brand herbal tinctures. So, <clears throat> like how you were saying, Shauna, earlier that... Uh, echinacea is best when it's in a tincture so like in a liquid form so wish garden only makes herbal tinctures um they make them for specifically geared towards all sorts of ailments um but i really really love these so they're a female owned business which is awesome they've been around since like the 60s which is also super cool mm-hmm. and um they gear their blends towards like very they're they're very specific. Um, so they have a deep lung formula that you can take when you have respiratory issues. So, um, I know a lot of people also take it if they've been exposed to like smoke, like they, I guess they were like selling out of it in Northern California last year during those wildfires. Um, maybe in Southern California this year during the wildfires, (laughs) they make one called kick-ass immune. That is a general, well, like it, it makes your immune system kick-ass, um, also, a kick-ass sinus. Um, obviously, this one is specifically for sinus congestion. And what I really love about their formulas is that they're not your traditional herbal blends. So it's not, you know, they do have like, you know, echinacea and golden seal, but they have ones that you wouldn't necessarily go, oh yeah, that's an immune-boosting herb. Of course, that's in there. Um, so they're really well-researched and tailored to specific things when combining their ur- their <clears throat> herbs. But They also have different recommendations on how to take them. So, for example, if you're just starting to feel ill, you do like a few pumps or dropperfuls every three or four hours until your symptoms subside. And if you're kind of already in the throes of the flu or a cold, then you take six or eight pumps of the formula every one to three hours until the bottle is gone. So, this is like over the course of a day or two. then if you're using it as a tonic, so that means like long-term, then you just use a few pumps or dropperfuls um, once or twice a day for up to usually about six months. So this is for like a long-term issue like asthma or something like that. Um, they also have blends that are formulated specifically for kiddos. So this is the Kick It Immune and Kick It Sinus, which I think is funny. They just took <laughs> oh, <shoot>. like <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> um, so I take the tincture straight up, but that is because I am super hardcore. <laughs> um, a lot of people have to mix them in water or juice and I will admit they are not delicious, like they are not. They're not tasty. But if I put them in water, my kids take them and they say it just tastes like a like an herbal tea. So yeah, I love awesome. Garden.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to try those. I've never tried that, and I remember you telling me about that one time. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna have to really make it a point to try that. <laughs> some some other homeopathics. Um, you can also just get like single remedies for specific issues. It's really better to consult a homeopathic doctor in your area for mm-hmm. these type of things so that you get the right remedy for your specific issue. But they have them for fever or nasal or respiratory um, specific conditions as well. But
1: And I do – like I think that's really important to talk to a homeopathic doctor because yeah. – um, like my daughter was sick and she had a fever and I was like, well, I'll get I'll get a homeopathic remedy. And so I'm looking at everything and it's like mild fever, high fever, high fever with wet skin, high fever with dry skin, high right. fever with dry skin and a cough and I was like, "Well, I don't know which one I need." So, um that's something that a doctor of homeopathy will actually like run through all of the different kinds of forks in the road that it can take. So you find the very specific single remedy that will help the most. Right. I agree.
0: All right. So one that I would love to mention is olive leaf extract. It is an extremely powerful immune booster and a flu treatment quote unquote and, <laughs> um, the main constituent in olive leaf is the phytochemical, um, oleuropein. I'm not sure Something how to say like that. that. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go with that. Um, and it's loaded with pharmacological activities, including uh, antioxidant and anti-inflammatory, even anti-cancer and antimicrobial, antiviral, mm-hmm. um, which the flu is. And even, um, like, hypolipidemic, which is cholesterol-lowering, and hypoglycemic, um, which helps to lower blood sugar. So, um, olive leaf extract can be found in capsules, oils, and teas. And for flu treatment at home, the capsules and the teas really work the best, so...
1: And isn't it typically um, like I know I've seen capsules that are standardized to a certain percentage of the oleuropein because, like, since that's the active yes. constituent that you want. Yeah, I know I've yeah. seen them. Um, I agree. I have to, and capsule. I can't recall right now. Don't ever buy it in liquid form. I made that mistake. It was horrible. I won't ever do it yes, again. It's,
0: it's definitely <laughs> not tasty. It's so it bad. Is, it's pretty vile.
1: But Capsules but all day. Even
0: trying to mix it, you know. But it is, it's very strong and very powerful and very yeah. effective.
1: Well, and it's yeah. olive leaf is um, the reason I bought it was because um, it's antibacterial. It's antifungal. Um, I'm taking it to, like, suppress my... Gut bugs from coming back. Oh, right. Yeah. So that's uh, why I got it. Threw away that liquid, got myself some capsules. So bad, Shauna. It was so bad. Sean, was so bad. Um, okay. So vitamin C. Vitamin C has really broad reaching effects on our immune systems. You know, this is something where people automatically think vitamin C when they think flu and cold prevention, right? so it influences the function of both your innate and your adaptive systems your key immune cells the production of antibodies and when we have less than optimal levels of vitamin c our immunity suffers right so this makes us more susceptible to catch every cold that sort of comes our way so vitamin c is great as a preventative but it can also help during an infection. So <clears throat> when there is an infection present in the body, your immune cells actually gobble up vitamin C faster than normal. Um, so it appears that immune cell function is directly related to how much vitamin C um, they contain. So since, so since they take up so much of the vitamin while they're fighting these pathogens off, your blood levels of vitamin C basically just um, drop way down. So it makes it really important to increase your intake of vitamin C when you're feeling under the weather, like you're catching a cold, um, or even when you're experiencing like a chronic illness or chronic inflammation. So there are mixed reviews on whether vitamin C can actually prevent you from catching the cold period, but there's plenty of evidence showing that it will reduce the duration as well as the severity of your symptoms. So that makes kicking a cold a whole lot easier, um, older individuals, as well as chronically ill people, um, also smokers and obese individuals and people who are under high stress. These are all populations that are more likely to already have insufficient levels of vitamin C. So supplementation for these populations is really important. Um, Typically, it's recommended to take a 1000 milligrams three to four times a day, kind of as tolerable. So too much vitamin C will give you, um, like, some gastric stress. <clears throat> and there have been some studies saying that you actually will not absorb much more at a time than about four or 500 milligrams. So I think that spacing that out into several doses is a much better idea than taking it all at once.
0: Yes, I agree. And definitely that seems to be um, one thing that people kind of not not do as well is they just maybe take, you know, a couple of vitamin C capsules in the morning and call mm, it a day. Yeah. It's something that you definitely need to take throughout the day. Um, and, yeah, so. Yeah. All right. Um, another one of the best flu remedies out there is In acetyl L-cysteine, which comes from the amino acid L-cysteine. It's usually sold under the name NAC, all caps, online or at your local health food store. So just an interesting side note that I wanted to add in here is NAC is most often used in hospitals um, to treat acetaminophen poisoning, Tylenol poisoning. Mm-hmm. because it binds the poisonous forms of acetaminophen that are formed in the liver. Um, it is also a powerful antioxidant that helps to boost immunity, and it reduces respiratory mucus. So um, it helps with breathing in a lot of different various lung conditions. But research has shown NAC can reduce both the duration and severity of the flu. Um, In fact, a large study of older adults found that only 25% of those taking NAC experienced influenza-like episodes over a six-month period, compared with 79% in the placebo group. That's a pretty big difference. It is a big difference. And in the study, the dosage that they were taking was 600 milligrams twice a day.
1: Yeah. Um, and I personally can attest to that. So I have been taking about a thousand milligrams of NAC since like June or July or something like that. Um, and I got the flu this year, Mm -hmm. but I basically just like felt kind of crummy. Um, I wasn't like Mm -hmm. dying in bed. I didn't miss work. I didn't, like, it wasn't terrible, but it was for sure the flu. And I was also hitting it with, um, I missed the beginning of it, so I didn't hit it with Oscalo, but I was taking, like, those wish garden herbs, and it, you know, it moved through all of my body systems, just like it does, and everybody else that has talked about having the flu this year. So, like, it was body aches, and then it was in my lungs, and then it was sinus, and so on and so forth, but... I basically just upped my NAC, I upped my vitamin C, I upped my vitamin D, and I started taking um, Wish Garden herbs and, like, changing which tinctures I was taking specific to each body system that it kept moving to. And, I mean, I was fine. Like, I didn't feel great, but I was also not super sick. So... And I definitely feel like you're better. Yeah. I mean, but it wasn't terrible. Like, it's not fun ever to be sick, right? But it wasn't terrible. Of course. Totally not as bad as it could have been. Not as bad as most people that I know that got the flu um, at all. Those people were like in bed for two weeks. So I was not in bed for two weeks. I just felt kind of crappy for two weeks. (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs)
1: But another thing that I took was zinc. So, zinc is super essential for so many things. Um, so I recommend that this is taken in small amounts daily, and this is something that can just be in your multivitamin, or you can take it as an additional supplement. Um, too much is not good, like with anything, but it takes quite a bit to get to that amount. Um, so zinc is an immune booster and it's essential for normal development and function of the cells that mediate our innate immunity. So, it's best to kind of be taking this beforehand this is really more of like prevention but you can definitely up your zinc intake if you start feeling like you're getting something Um, and then for, so if you're taking zinc for every 15 milligrams of zinc that you're taking, you also want to make sure that you're taking one milligram of copper. These two minerals use the same absorption sites. And so if you're only taking an excess of zinc and you're not taking copper, then you won't absorb as much copper as you need and you can actually induce a copper deficiency. So it's important to remember that.
0: And that's really where most of the problems with too much zinc come into play. Yeah.
1: because nobody tells you when they tell you to take zinc, they don't say like, Oh, Hey, make sure you're taking copper too.
0: (laughs) Right. So some additional tips are just to stay super hydrated. This is really, really important all the time, really. But especially when you're sick and especially if you have the flu, um, also taking lots and lots of fresh garlic and ginger and making this into a soup is super ideal and um, very, very beneficial as well as lots of herbal teas such as nettle, uh, ginger and chamomile. These are all really, really good for fighting infection um, and fevers. Also adding a little raw honey or organic lemon into it, that would just boost more benefits. Um, so, Yeah. Uh, and one thing
1: I think, for, oh, yeah, one ahead. thing I think too that um that a lot of us don't really think about is a really yummy blend called fire cider. So I
0: forgot about fire cider. Yeah,
1: I I always forget about fire cider. And then I'm like, why don't I have fire cider brewing? So this is something you can make at home. We should put a recipe for this in the show notes. We'll do that. We Um, definitely should. It's super easy to make and you can make it with whatever you have on hand. So I like jalapenos, ginger, horseradish, garlic, onions, Um, ACV is the, so apple cider vinegar. I always use the Braggs. Um, with like the mother in it. Um, what else goes in there? You can put like herbs, like rosemary, yeah, rosemary. Um, but you can make with whatever you have on hand that has these nice like antibacterial, antiviral, immune boosting properties. And you basically put it all together, cover it with the ACV, let it sit for like I usually do like four to six weeks. Um, and then you strain the liquid out. So it's basically you've infused your vinegar. With all of these really great like anti-sickness properties from the herbs and the roots and everything that were in there. And so then you can take a shot of it every day if that's too much. I use it to make salad dressing. So yeah, it's like that's vinegar. the best way because yeah. it is
0: hard to take straight up. <laughs> it is. It's pretty serious. But
1: I also, after I let it sit for four to six weeks, I will typically strain the liquid out and then I will um whisk honey into it. A little bit of honey oh, to make it, take to away. Make it some not quite burn. so <laughs> bitey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll re- yeah. We'll find a good basic recipe. Yeah. We'll find a good basic recipe for that and put it on the show notes. Yeah, definitely
0: all right well thanks for joining us and be sure to follow us on instagram at wellness speaks podcast and rate and review our podcast we will definitely be linking all of these studies that we talked about and um the elderberry and the fire cider recipe as well
1: thanks guys hope you stay healthy this flu season